from Palma de Mallorca to the global super yacht community. Super Yacht Radio. And welcome to Super Yacht Radio, where we have the pleasure of being joined on the last day of Mets Trade in Amsterdam. And our wonderful roving reporter um, and also partner with Super Yacht Services Guide in the form of Marika Dirks is there. And she has uh, Irene Dross, who is the director of Mets Trade, and Peter Franklin, who's the environmental sustainability coordinator, with her to update us on how this last day of the show is going. Welcome, everybody. Lovely to have you here on air. Thank you, Maeve. Yeah, good afternoon, Maeve. Hi, Great Peter. Hi, Irina. Hi. Hi, Maeve. This is Marika. Hi, Marika. <laughs> so can you tell us I'll how t- it's going? I'll take over from you, and I think I'll, I should ask Irena how it's going. How is it going, Irena? Yeah, it's going really well. The show is coming to an end, so it's sort of a sad feeling, actually, I'm feeling. Yeah, it's already but, the uh, third day, and it's time yeah, flies. Time flies, especially on the last day, because you know that a lot of people have ever, at the last day want to do a lot of meetings at the very end, also with each other, but the bus is still going at the show. Um, and everybody still looks quite happy. So it's, uh, yeah. all in all, I can think we can look back on successful three days. Yeah. How is it for you personally? Personally? You don't, you don't want the show to end. No, really. I don't want the show to end. But Peter just said, I don't want to come off my cloud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like an adrenaline rush. And yeah. It feels really good. And um, I know tomorrow you will be off your cloud and you will be totally exhausted. Yeah. But that's the mid straight week. You start with a lot of adrenaline at the end of the week. It's done. Yeah. yeah. So what, what happened today at the show? What did you see? Well, we had a lot, there were a lot of meetings. It was very busy again. Uh, we had a few investors coming over again. Uh, and it's really nice to see how much the, uh, the exhibitors appreciate somebody coming from their own country to see what kind of products they make, what kind of products they export and to help them. Um, with some advice, so that was really useful. That was yeah. for me on the agenda. Of course, Peter had the sustainability uh, and, and, session and number three. And about the ambassadors, I was wondering, are you inviting the ambassadors, or is it something they? We're yeah. doing it in combination with the marine industry associations, and in some countries also with the uh, RAI representatives in that country. So it's it's a combination of an invitation schedule we're But you following. really host the program for them? We host the program and some of them want a formal welcome, some of them want a really informal program. It, it really depends on who's coming, what they expect. Yeah. So sometimes we do a tour or sometimes we just bring them to a specific pavilion. Depends a little bit on the person. Okay. <laughs> and is it still as busy as yesterday? On the last well, day? Thursday, yeah, it is busy, but Thursday is most of all the, 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 the quietest day. Yeah. But it is still busy, there's still a bus going on, a lot of exhibitors are still having conversations. So yeah. I, I interviewed Timo Dam of uh, Super Yacht Spares earlier, and he said that this was the best match. Oh, really? Oh, so well, that's far. good to hear. <laughs> and he said even the last day was very busy for them. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Well, I think in the end, it's a reflection of the industry. The industry is still doing very well, and people, well, they like to come here. Yeah. Um, and he really commented on the on the quality of visitors. Oh, that's good. But well, that's good to hear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what we're so. doing it for. <laughs> I guess yeah. so. You can't get better than that. No, no. no. Okay. And were there any other specific highlights for you? Things that you saw today? Well, I, th- I saw a very busy crowd at Peter's session. Mm. Ah, it was busy. Yeah. I'm making yeah. a link here, but that yeah. was on the agenda. And we have the Marina seminar. Uh, hosted by the HISWA, which yeah. is the Dutch Marine Industry Association. They host a marina seminar for all their Dutch marina members. So okay. that's, that has been going on today. 
Um, and there were a lot of speaker sessions as well at the innovation states and the innovation states. Yeah. And all is coming now closely to an end. So everybody starts packing a little bit. We're preparing for a closing press release. <laughs> and I think we can all look back at a very successful and fun week in yeah. Amsterdam. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Good. And you already mentioned Peter. <laughs> Peter, your session. You announced it already yesterday. Yes. How did it go? It went extremely well. It yeah. was uh, very well attended and, and some really excellent speakers. Um, and um, one of the things that made even more difference this year, uh, Aaron and myself decided a little bit earlier in the year that we needed a little bit more capacity uh, to extend the conversation because in previous years we found a one-hour session is very engaging and there's always lots of questions afterwards. Yeah. But then people tend to drift off and don't always ask the right questions to the right people. Mm -hmm. So this year we created um, a, hospi a speaker's hospitality area, which is very close to the stage. And um, so there's a place the speakers can gather before, get to know each other, exchange a few ideas and get kind of comfortable with the whole session. Um, and just as importantly, afterwards, when we have still have a load of people putting their hands up to yeah. ask questions, we can direct them over to this other area, yeah. which is not completely private, but it's just a little bit off um, from, the, from the main area. So the discussion continues. So the discussion continues, and today okay. it did continued for at least another hour. So the, oh, the whole, the whole session was, was... Well, we mentioned the, the, the theme yesterday, but what did you discuss about uh, end of use boats, which is uh, been well, Metz Trade has become the home of that subject really in the last five years. I think we mentioned so that end yesterday. End of use boats is how to get rid of boats or how to recycle. Well, we we split it into two a little bit because what we realised is there is a massive heritage fleet which goes back 50 years, which is causing us a problem that has to be disposed of. But also, we figured there's no point in discussing that unless you also discuss how you avoid it happening in the future. Yeah. So our panel was made of nine speakers, but some of them were there to talk about um, innovative projects going forward. We had um, Frypack, the uh, yacht designers there, who yeah. talked about how they could actually use computerization to design a yacht in a much better way so you could disassemble it with less hassle in the future. How does that work? Well, what they what they said is, look, this is not so difficult. It's just a change in attitudes. You know, with, with, with computer drawings these days, you can do almost anything. You just have to have the will to do it and forget the traditional ways you've been doing it for the last 60 years. So Marnix from Frypack was very positive and said, look, we, we just have to do this. We just change the design because we have to start thinking now. Yeah. These things will have to be disassembled. Are they doing it? They are already doing it. And, and they're saying they can just continue with that and, and make so it yes, more successful. So yes, are being built in that way already? Well, no, the, the designers are starting to think that way. In much the same way, in, in much the same way the automotive industry did, you know, it, mm -hmm. it wasn't, people didn't start to think about how to disassemble and recycle cars until a few years ago. And then, yeah. the, then things started to expand when somebody put a value on the end product. And that's what we have to do in our industry. We have to put a value on, on a broken down yacht in some way so that yeah. you, right from the start, you start thinking about different ways of doing it. What are the main challenges? Um, the, the main challenge is probably still how to effectively dispose of the composites in an environmentally friendly way. Um, but we're making long, a lot of progress on that already with several people coming with ways that that can be done. And, and could you give examples? 
Yeah, we, we had two professors there today um, from um, uh, universities that are very, very skilled in, in composites. And they came with materials actually in their hand, which they could hand around, everybody could feel them and touch them, mm-hmm. um, where they'd actually taken parts from, um, from uh, GRP boats and combined them with another material. And then uh, formed a sheet material, which you can make furniture from, or you can use a kitchen top. Um, here in the Netherlands, they're using it for lining canals. Um, it's been used successfully now here for over two years and tested and found that it's just as good as the hardwoods they used to use okay. uh, and last much longer. Yeah. And then you don't have to chop down hardwood trees to do it. So that's really, really important, really encouraging. Um, and the Norwegians came today. Uh, there's a company in Norway that also is uh, breaking down the fiberglass into small fibers and using it back into production to make small boats yeah. from. Yeah. Uh, so three people came from three different countries with three different methods, which are all successfully turning fiberglass into another usable material. Okay, so there are solutions. There are solutions. Yeah. yeah. But what we need to do now is find funding to take take these uh, developmental projects into production projects mm-hmm. and some marketing to market those materials so that somebody buys them. Was that addressed at the session? How it, to do that? No, a whole new that's a whole case. new business case. Yeah, yeah. But, l- but luckily, one of the speakers there was um, was um, Philip Easthill, who's the secretary secretary general of European Boating Industry. Um, which is the trade association for the uh, marine associations around Europe. And of course, he has links into the European Commission uh, in Brussels. So he's going to take this case back now and trying to get some funding from uh, from the European Commission. I mean, the last thing we need now is legislation. What we we need is, is commercial progress. We need people to see a way to make money from this, yeah. pick up on some of these concepts that are becoming quite successful and turn them into business cases. Much better way to drive the business forward than legislating. Unfortunately, money makes the world go round. Absolutely. Right? As soon as people see money, yeah. then, yeah. then they will. Like you said, yeah. put the value yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. And some of these products have been tested now in some quite arduous conditions. Um, and some companies have come forward and said, yes, we would, we would love to buy them in volume if somebody can make them. So we're now going to take them from the kind of university test bed mm-hmm. into a production process yeah. and a marketing process. Yeah. So it's we're hoping all these wealthy super yacht owners <laughs> can listen to this and see the potential and invest some money because there is a great future in it. We, we can turn waste into profit. Yeah, but it'll probably yeah, be people investing money who really want to run the business. If I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, and, yeah. and this is happening all over the world. I mean, we've got a great presentation here with material. Uh, yeah. This material strike. exhibition. That I mean, so it, cool. there you see people turning coffee grounds and pineapple leaves and all kinds oyster of things. Shells. The yeah. Oyster shells into products that can be used and sold into the market. So we, we as an industry should be doing the same. Let's take our waste and turn it into something saleable yeah. and we solved our problem. So that's really a circular approach to nets, which has so many uh, equipment and uh, yeah. building boats, yeah. and maintaining boats, and then what happens when boats are end of life. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, if we look at the demo work, you see, I was talking about it yesterday as well. For instance, there was a product which was made out of recycled plastics. So you see more and more of those products are made out of well materials which are yeah. Yeah. coming from another product. I wouldn't place an order for one of those yesterday. 
Oh, did you? It's a cleaning brush for a boat. Yeah. And I've just broken my old one. Oh, so oh, I said, there you go. I need one. <laughs> it's very sustainable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but the other okay. thing is, and somebody said this again and again, and it's a really important point. The last owner of a boat is almost always the least wealthy. Yeah. And we have to take that into consideration. If, if he's the sixth or seventh owner of the boat, he's probably the guy that's bought it when it's quite old, and he has less money than the guy that bought, bought it the first time. Yeah. And so, unless you unless you actually provide a way that he can dispose of that boat without him having to pay for it, then he will find other ways to do it, and that's the last thing we want. Yeah. So the industry or governments um, have to find ways to fund this, which is what they've done in France. The French scheme is working quite well. Uh, they have 23 disposal sites around the coast of yeah. France. You, you mean do that without regulations? Yes, exactly. Well, there's a small regulation in France because what they've done there is they've asked the, the companies in France that make boats and agents, etc., to contribute a little bit from their revenues into a fund. And then that fund um, provides the money for the disposal sites to get rid of the boats when they come in. Yeah. So in France, all you have to do is take your boat to the disposal site and you don't have to pay. It's yeah. paid for from at within. Least, at least it, it goes to a particular site. Exactly. It's just don't And it's paid for from within yeah. the industry. Yeah. And, and I think that's the model that we have to, yeah. I think that's the model we should adopt across Europe, to be yeah. honest. It's the only way forward. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, exciting. next year? Well, everybody said, can we do this again next year? Yeah. Today? Because they're, they're all developing projects, and by definition, in 12 months' time, they will have developed more. Yeah. So everybody that's been involved, actually not only today, but over the last three days, yeah. has said, look, this is still developing. Can we do it again next year, please? Okay. I say, oh, okay. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, we have to. <laughs> and for you, Irene, can you already look forward to next year? Oh, yeah, definitely. What we do the whole week, you see so many things which are fun, but you saw also as a show perspective, your organized perspective, you see so many things to improve. Uh-huh. So during all this this week, every time you see the show, oh, this is new, this is new, or this should be renewed. And because we talk with so many exhibitors, you get yeah. so many ideas. Yeah. So basically the next six weeks, we have to choose out of all those ideas, which ideas which we're going to make do. a new concept of. Or yeah. um, What would be your personal wish? But definitely continue with what we started with Peter, of course, with all the sustainability character of the show. There are so many things we could mm-hmm. address more or differently or uh, do differently. We're going to uh, use some new space on the side of the ride. We have an extra additional space which we're going to use. Uh, so that gives a little bit of growth options for the construction material pavilion because yeah. that's way too, sh- too small too right small. now. Yeah. Um, and we have some new conference ideas as well. Um, which are which are quite fun. So it's which will be announced. Which will be announced, but it first needs a little bit of brainstorming. Yeah. And most of the time, end of January, we are finishing all the news, new ideas, and a new concept, and a new layout will be ready. Yeah. Um, and we're very busy today with all the rebookings because all the people who want to have their current location back there are guaranteed their former location. Oh, that's already happening now. And the first of March is an early bird kind of date. So yeah. if you apply before that date you will be definitely in the show. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's on the agenda for the next two or three months. <laughs> Lots to do. <laughs> Lots to do. Well, thank you so much. Did you want, do you want to add anything for listeners about Um. Well, 
look, if, if you haven't come to the show, see us next year. Absolutely. It's fun. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I heard this, this so and it's really good for networking as well. It's great networking. Yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you, Edena. Thank you, Peter. Thanks very for much. For your good work. Thank you, Marika. It's been enjoyable. Yeah, and hi, Meg. Uh, back to you. Hi, Marika. It you know it's so lovely to hear the first-hand experience of what's going on, and certainly the feedback that we've been seeing on on social media from Mets is it well done to the Mets trade team because it seems like this year is um, better than ever. So many congratulations. Yeah. It's yes. good that you mentioned it, Meg, because indeed there's a whole big team behind the organization. We're doing it with so many people in the yeah. Rye and the Medstrade project team here with big kudos to all of them. Yeah, and there's so many levels to it as well. You know, it it has grown from um, being trade and equipment to now being very much a focal point for seminars of innovation, of discussion. And yeah. of course, the the B two B side is is a huge part of it as well. Yeah, yeah, true. So uh, many congratulations to you all, and uh, wishing you very well this weekend when you finally get to stop and put your feet up. But thank yeah. you, well, thank you so much for um, updating us every day. It's been so lovely to hear from the horse's mouth, as the expression goes, on on what it's like there. And of course, Peter, we look forward to catching up with you again for a great view on what's going on in sustainability. Yes, thanks, Maeve. I look forward to that, of course. And and I'll see you um, in April at the Palmer Boat Show. Indeed. And Marika, as always, thank you so much for being our roving reporter and uh, <laughs> partner with Superyacht Services Guide as well. So we love having you pleasure. there. <laughs> It's great work. It's fun. <laughs> it was a pleasure. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Have a great end end of your last day. That's Thank com you. Coming Thanks, in. Mike. Thanks so much, guys. That's coming in bye from Metstrade in Amsterdam, where we were joined with Irina Dross, who is the director of Metstrade. Peter Franklin, who has been coordinating all the sustainability for Meds Trade, and of course our great friend Marika Dirks, who is with Superyacht Services Guide and is also a wonderful roving reporter for us at Superyacht Radio. You are listening to Superyacht Radio.